Okay, Hardeep, thank you so much for taking the time to, to join me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Kevin, for having me. I know this is uh, a busy time for everyone, but especially for Power School, the first uh, few weeks, on, I guess the southern part of the country has been going for a month down, but it uh, really feels that Labor Day is that uh, that date that things shift into high gear. So I know you, you're, you're, you're plenty busy. And we also spoke, I guess it was right at the beginning of the pandemic, maybe, or maybe it was it was a few months in, we were really in the, the depths of things. And uh, I think we were both questioning each other about you know, what exactly was going on and, and what were school districts doing and, and how is the industry um, you know, responding uh, to their customers, the districts. And it was, it was just kind of a, a, a really uh, a crazy time. I don't want to jinx it. It feels like we're, we're coming out of it. Uh, as far as my kids going to school feels pretty much normal. Um, maybe we can start by talking about where um, you see uh, the state of play in, in U.S. education right now as I guess we're, as, as you mentioned in, in your writings on LinkedIn that I wrote that, you know, this is the first thing as normal could be compared with 2019, right? Yeah, Kevin, I, as you uh, said, right, it seems to be first really back to school normal after uh, almost the last two years. And uh, we definitely, uh, you know, uh, last two years have been pretty stressful for our educators as well as uh, for students and their families, parents as well, all involved. So good to get, uh, get back to the normalcy. What we have definitely seen though, is that um, when it comes to education technology, it's anything but novel. Uh, I think the recognition about how much technology uh, needs to really help with managing such disruptions, but more importantly, even having the view of the whole child so they can truly understand where the kids are irrespective of what challenges the child might be facing. We've seen a seminal moment where the recognition of that has just changed and transformed education. And most districts, uh, including states, have made initiatives now, explicit initiatives, really taking advantage of not just uh, full digital transformation of their uh, systems where they have antiquated uh, offerings, but then also really focusing on the data and then really using that to provide the right interventions and help to every child. Yeah, and speaking of data, um... PowerSchool has just come out with some uh, recent reporting on um, in terms of surveying your your customers. Um, again, kind of coming out of this, I still feel that we're in the mix of it, but it seems from your report that you have some kind of general um, ideas of what has happened during these past two years and maybe kind of give some guideposts of what's going forward. Can you go into a little bit more detail about the report? Yeah, we, you know, we took the opportunity, especially uh, as uh, a lot of this is fresh in our educators' mind, to really survey our mid and large districts and uh, also the educators on a variety of different topics. So I would encourage people to go and check out our education uh, report, which uh, has a very detailed, almost 100-page report about a lot of different depth on uh, what a key uh, you know, uh, things our educators are fitting. Uh, not surprising, I think you will see some of the key aspects of the report, which uh, I'll just call out. Number one is around the stress on our educators, uh, in both from a shortage perspective, as well as the support they need to kind of really deal with uh, all the, the new realities of, uh, you know, being able to handle all, all the stress and the, the demands of the job. Uh, we've seen how technology uh, is, again, a key part of supporting those educators better 
whether that's in professional learning for educators, whether that's better support on empowerment and retention, whether that's better collaboration uh, for the, the teachers, all those are really emphasized in the report that more than 50% of the leaders have clearly called out that technology is, is a key enabler to even empower and support the educators. The next big trend, what we definitely clearly see as I touch upon a little bit is on the whole child. The recognition that how much importance it is to really get an understanding of the whole child. I think there's data uh, reports which should tell you 90% of the districts prior to pandemic did not have a good understanding of really bringing all that, that together. And now we are seeing that to be one of the top initiatives across uh, pretty much all the districts and educators on that. There is the other elements of the report around really uh, personalization of education, how to leverage more multi-tier system of support. So you're providing interventions of all the help and a variety of other topics which we've touched upon the report. Again, I strongly encourage our, uh, uh, our uh, concerns to read that. Uh, parent engagement, not surprisingly, that came out to be one, almost nine out of 10 educators believe the better parent engagement was key uh, and it continues to be one of the key areas. So how do you really engage the, the parents? And, and the, these are different topics we touch upon in the report, as well as how uh, really we get, uh, the educators are looking at the next uh, five to 10 years. Well, one, things, uh, one of the things that I noticed, uh, one of the insights that came out of the report when I was glancing through it, um, is this idea of uh, social emotional learning, kind of taking a front and center to where, again, if we were having a conversation three years ago, I don't think we would have touched upon it at all when it came to power schools, products or services, it just it wouldn't have been there, uh, but now it seems in the, in the industry in general, too, that no one can talk about any sort of technology or solution without first addressing, well, what you mentioned as the whole child, but also I'm kind of taking away is the the appreciation and understanding for uh, social emotional learning and even more directly mental health. Yeah, no, you're absolutely correct, Kevin, uh, right. In fact, 58% of the educators really said social emotional aspects is the key part of really supporting the whole child instruction and support. And, um, you know, what we've seen is uh, mental health, when you look at almost tops, like 72% of the aspects and behavior interventions should be 59% as well. So these are really top of the mind for educators to really create the right uh, classroom culture and how to really engage the students. There is a lot of talk about achievement gaps and uh, the learning uh, loss and unfinished learning, uh, as well as grade inflation. But when you look at the foundational of all that is uh, really, you know, you, you can have all kinds of intervention strategy of throwing more supplemental content, additional content, tutoring, and all those things, but you don't address and engage the child properly, all those things really do, are not effective. So one of the things we uh, really focused and at uh, ISTE conference, we launched our multi-tier system of support, MTSS solution, where we really look at bringing all these different aspects, whether it's a social emotional interventions or academic interventions or attendance interventions if the kids are not attending or, or uh, broader behavior, we're bringing all that in one framework with all the multi-tier, so it's not just reactionary, it's proactive looking at where the gaps are and then also providing the reactionary intervention support and tying it all together. Uh, in one module and one interface and one place where you can manage the entire MTSS. So we're definitely seeing uh, tons of adoption. And again, a lot of district leaders are clearly using MTSS as a great framework to help bring, bring that together. Yeah. How would you say the pandemic has affected the way that uh, PowerSchool does business uh, or even kind of identifying, looking about how the districts uh, have changed the way they, they educate? Now, there a lot of things those first few months 
there were stopgap measures, right? As we all had this great beta test in, in terms of moving to remote learning. Um, can you think about any sort of, of those measures that became innovations that you see um, that has affected uh, your, your products and services? Tremendously, Tam. And in fact, uh, when you look at the, uh, not just the last two years and how uh, different needs from, you know, we saw tons of demand for our Schoology. We almost added 5 million students to our Schoology learning platform just during the pandemic. We continue to see million to 2 million additional students per year on that platform. We saw huge demand in our formative assessment platforms to understand where the kids are. We had the likes of, uh, you know, LA Unified selecting that and uh, implementing those uh, platform plus entire, you know, again, millions of students who kind of, uh, we've rolled that out over the last uh, two years. Analytics uh, is a big focus of us, and not just uh, you know the things we talked about in the whole child. We're actually seeing uh, one of the things we recently launched at our Council of Education Innovation Conference is a connected intelligence. So how do you take that intelligence and even go beyond uh, what it's in the PowerSchool solution to bring data from all other systems and technologies, including tying up to other aspects of career pathways into our Naviance products, into career professionals uh, aspect of where the kids want to go, what kind of career paths they can do, and even giving options to states uh, like Maryland who recently adopted of looking that holistically uh, even, even beyond that. So we're, you know, we're looking at really a lot of innovation in, in those areas. A uh, big focus for us also has been on, uh, as we talked about, is on communication with the parents. So we launched a unified communication on how do you improve and bring the parents into that. So innovation definitely has been addressing a lot of the key demands, what we're seeing of our concerns. Uh, talent management and HR a portal launch has been tied up also to the, how do we kind of bring uh, more empowerment to the, the teachers and as well as making sure districts have a better view of how to retain teachers and having that holistic view about same like what we talked about whole child, having a universal HR portal that gives them a whole view about the entire teacher and where they are and what their needs are to, so that they can support them better as well. So there's definitely a lot of innovation that is going uh, to kind of meet the needs of uh, the districts we're seeing. If you can talk a little bit about, you know, some of the other things that were happening during the pandemic, you know, in terms of, um, behaviors of both using the technology itself, but also addressing things like uh, equity uh, and inclusion. I know that over the past you know, few summers, there have been a lot of changes there societally as well. Um, as much as the technology has changed or advanced or, or has pivoted, um, talk about your users' behaviors when it comes to using these technologies. Sure. I think two things. First, on the equity, uh, equity is foundational to our vision. If you look at our mission and uh, personal vision, it's really how do we personalize education for every child to make sure that no child is uh, get you know every child can get the right quality of instruction and support. And to really do pers that personalization for every child, one of the big aspects of how our uh, strategy has been is that we need to really go off from these fragmented silo systems and bring them all together and connect them so we can really give that opportunity for educators and the leaders to be able to understand what every child needs and then be able to provide the right help to that child, whether that's social emotional, whether that's uh, you know uh, academic help or whether that's uh, being able to engage their families, 
to be able to really have an equitable and have that view to see where your gaps on equity are and how do you, whether even it's access support required, right? So how do you kind of provide that and be able to get bring that together? So that has been foundational to the Power School mission as well as our strategy to bring those platforms together. The other aspect, as you said, what we are seeing actually is a recognition of that strategy, even more so coming out of the pandemic. Because one of the things which really, uh, what pandemic has shown us and we have uh, seen now even post-pandemic to deal with the, all the stress uh, to the teachers and educators is that this, you, they cannot afford to have more siloed technology. Hmm. And you're looking to address and you, you have need for all these different pieces, but if you put another technology in the district, which doesn't talk to the rest, the teachers have to learn another tool. They have to log, understand and have another login. They don't have to kind of go to a, well, they're not going to use it because they're already overwhelmed. So what we're seeing is more recognition of the platform approach we have taken and really adoption of that. So we are seeing 60% growth of districts who are actually adopting our platform. I reported this in our financial, uh, uh, you know, being a public company, now we report this on a quarterly basis. We actually saw number of customers now who have more than four plus module of ours to grow by 60% to yeah. almost 2,200 districts and customers who are taking advantage of our platform and literally leveraging. And we see that trend to continue because more and more districts, whether that's uh, you know Detroit or San Diego or Seattle or LA or Miami-Dade or you know Houston, more and more districts are kind of realizing and they're adopting more of our platforms. Yeah, yeah. So you know. And in reading the report, I mean, not all good news, right? I mean, there's still some statistics in there that are kind of chronic legacy uh, effects of, of what we've all been through in terms of absenteeism uh, and in terms of uh, educators not feeling uh, less than half. I believe it said that, um, that the technology is actually providing the, the full effect of what they could be providing. Um, how do you see going forward being able to improve those sort of numbers? I mean, is, is it just something that we had to wait till we got back to normal or is it, um, what else is there? Yeah, no, I, you're absolutely right. When you look at uh, 19,000 districts and learning entities, right? Uh, we still only have 10 or 15% of the market who's really taking advantage of our platform. Um, and there is still 80 to 90% of the market which uses a lot of fragmented technology. Uh, so to absolute point, there it is, this is just scratching the surface. We have a, a tremendous potential with 15,000 districts we serve today to really bring the benefit of that platform, to bring the benefit of that unified integrated experience, to bring the benefit of that holistic unified insights, uh, to bring the benefit of, of really creating uh, that whole child uh, support for the teachers as well as for the students. So there is a tremendous uh, demand and we, this, uh, you know, one thing, as I mentioned, the COVID has definitely, uh, uh, you know, uh, created is this recognition of that gap. And now we are almost seeing 30% growth of customers who are actually having more than one module and who are kind of really selecting the platform. So we definitely seen that uh, understanding of the recognition to, to be tremendous. And do you feel that it's, it's not as much of a, a hard sell, that there's an understanding of the need for it now uh, in terms of when you talked about having new uh, tools and modules connecting with, with parents and maybe having parents be, be part of a conversation where they hadn't been um, as little as three or four years ago. Um, talk a little bit about that in, in terms of 
is there kind of an understanding? I mean, all these years of writing about education and, te and technology, I was always still making arguments for the use of data in classrooms, right? Um, is, is that one thing I can stop writing about? <laughs> Yeah, no, you know, like there, there's definitely, as I said, there's a recognition of it, and we are definitely seeing that velocity of that adoption increase. I shared that in our earnings report as well. We're sitting on some of the largest pipeline and demand we've ever seen, with almost record numbers. Uh, we definitely see that recognition, not just from the fact that in all national news and parents have seen, fell there, the teacher crisis, which have, how much teachers had to deal with this, had kind of put this word at a crisis level. And then you're also seeing the recognition from the leaders, as well as the federal and the state governments who have put more funds through SR and all to really support those transformation. So I think the good news is that you can, you know, you cannot walk to a edu uh, uh, any education institution, whether that's actually in US, Canada, or even international, who, who would not say that they need to address the digital transformation and be able to really do that. We see that crisis of Y2K happening 20 years back and which enabled a lot of the businesses uh, to do it. We saw the, you know, the global uh, aspects, which of, you know, which kind of triggered uh, the focus on consumer triggered a lot of the retail and financial sector to really personalize. We're seeing that same level of transformation opportunity in education where this is a definitely the trigger moment where personalized education doing the broader digital transformation to enable that is now front and center with every educational leader. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Hardeep, once again, thanks so much for, for joining me today. Congratulations on a, a year of uh, being public and uh, I believe 25 years of power school being around. So we, we're, you know, it's really kudos to the 3,500 uh, power school employees who are passionate uh, on serving over 15,000 uh, districts, uh, uh, you know, and uh, the 45 million students. And uh, you know, every day what we do, uh, both in terms of really uh, managing these customer environments as well as the innovation we bring to them, it's exciting because uh, you know, as we said, talked about, we're tip of the iceberg. Yeah. The next uh, 10 years for us is really gonna be exciting as we bring all this innovation to, in front of center to every district and helping personalize the education for every child. Well, I hope we can reconnect going forward with even uh, better news and, and better numbers uh, as we continue to advance. So uh, thanks again, Hardeep. Thank you, Kevin, for the opportunity.